Hey, it's Friday, and it's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Nye. Boy, you sound excited. Is it because it's the weekend? It's the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. Oh, don't yeah, say I'm words, sorry. <laughs> there don't there goes our words. listeners. All right, but I won't. No, it is the weekend, anymore. which means we're probably going to have another dump of, uh, yeah, I don't know, January 6th fake evidence or, you know, whatever yeah. it is that they can smear. The weekends are made to smear. But, yep. you know, I was thinking about Trump mm-hmm. yesterday. Somebody was, you know, dressed up like Trump out dancing in the streets of New York and the crowd was gathering. I'm going, you know, the Democrats have been really working at vilifying this guy. Yeah. And he's been like Teflon. Stuff. <laughs> you you have to admit. Yes. With everything they've thrown. Oh, there's there's not a scandal that's not uh, about this guy. There's so many things. Going, how many guys have you seen with so many things that he's doing wrong? And I think people are buying into it. And this guy is going to go from, you know, when he came into the election, oh, he's running. All right. He's bad guy. Vilify him. Then he did good things. Mm -hmm. And then they said, we got to vilify him. Really, really vilify him. So they made him Dr. Evil. Yep. And now he's not Dr. Evil. And he's just out a happy, good guy, Mm -hmm. regardless of everything. They're going to make this guy into... Uh, and almost God. Well, you know, he, he was on he was on you Ewart's show. Uh, do you know who he is? You you Hewitt. Yeah. yeah, he's on Salem, and uh, I guess it was yesterday. And you would ask him, "What happens if they indict you?" Listen to what Trump said, President. Uh, you know the old had, saying. We've had an amazing. We had an amazing four years. You, you know the old saying: a prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich if they want to. I'm just asking if there is such a prosecutor and they indict you, would that deter you from running for president again? I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. And as you know, if a thing like that happened, I would have no prohibition against running. You know that you've already. I do, said. and that's what I wanted people to understand. That would not take you out of the arena. It would not. But I think if it happened, I think you'd have problems in this country, the likes of which perhaps we've never seen before. I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. What kind of problems, Mr. President? I think they'd have big problems, big problems. I just don't think they'd stand for it. They will not they will not sit still and stand for this ultimate of hoaxes. We went through phony impeachments. We went through phony Mueller reports that came out with no collusion. We, we came everything that they've done to try and stop progress. And on top of that, I did more than virtually any. Pre- you take a look with the biggest tax cuts, with the rebuilding of our military, with all of the things we've done. I don't think the people of this country would stand for it. Especially now, now, since the, they know, especially you, since they know I'm totally innocent. You know, you, you got to wonder, you got to wonder how this guy could have been so effective as a president with all of the garbage that they were throwing at him during his presidency. Well, they threw garbage at him. They had people, they had plants in there. So he'd appoint somebody that on the surface looked like this is the guy. No, he's not the guy. Get him out of here. Made him look like he didn't know what he was doing. And, you know, and even on the Hugh Hewitt show yesterday, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the liberal media was saying, oh, Hugh couldn't buy any of the stuff that they were putting words in Hugh's mouth. Yeah. And telling you they wouldn't play the audio, but they would tell you what they heard Hugh say, which yeah. Hugh didn't say in this they interview. Do, they do that all the time. The, the left media does that all the time. They make things up. Well, he really said what he really meant was, 
But uh, they don't say what he really said or what he really meant. They right. think that in their mind, and then they just go, oh, I don't like what he said. Here's what he said. <laughs> yeah, and it's a line of crap. I think he's right, though. I think that if they indict him, they're going into uncharted territory as far as the country is concerned. They've never indicted a, a president, especially a president so well-loved by so many people. I mean, he's got 85 million people out there who think he's pretty special, think he's a great president, and they're not going to be happy. They're just not going to be happy. Do you want to you want to uh, alienate 85 million people? Do you want to make them angry? Do you want to make them upset over, over over what you've done? No, I can't see them doing that. But then again, I, I say that, and I couldn't see them doing things like let the border fall down uh, and just everybody come in. I never thought that would happen. Well, you know, take a look at this whole scenario from inside the bag, you know, because they they're trying to take Trump, put him in a bag, put the deplorables in there, the MAGA, the right, anybody that's conservative in that bag. They're going to crumple it up, put it on the porch, and set it on fire. But inside the bag, you sit there and go, okay, everything they've thrown at this guy, it's not sticking. Mm. It's not stinking. It stinks, <laughs> but it's not him. It's coming from the people that have thrown the bag. And when you look outside of the bag that we're in right now, well, things are pretty good under Trump, even though he's this bad guy. So when you look at it and change your perspective, you know, then all of a sudden, this guy is, you know, pretty cool. And all they're doing in our minds, they're making him bigger. He's bigger than bigger than life. Well, he ain't done. Although I do think he's got an, an amazing amount of courage because he's got to be a target for a lot of people. I'll well, just leave, leave it at that. It, it's got to be a dangerous life to be leading, don't you think? Yeah, I think so too. But, you know, there's some point in time no matter what it is, who you are, or what you've been through, that you say enough is enough. I'm not afraid of you, and do what you may. I'm going to stand up for what I believe in, and I think that's where Trump is right now. You know, uh, for the people that might be uh, looking for a holy man in there, well, he's not a holy man, but, you know, he's come to grips with Christianity and faith and mm -hmm. God. In, in a very profound way. I mean, think about uh, it. When he when he walked across the street with you know a group of people, including uh, Millie, who mm -hmm. later apologized for doing it, and, and when he went over and stood by, it was a St. John's Church in, in D.C., and he was holding a Bible, and the media went nuts. It was like holding a cross up to Satan. Ah, they couldn't stand it. What was the president doing across the street holding a Bible up? You know? I mean, when was the last time you saw a president do something like that? Well, you haven't. And the simple fact that the media, the, the current, I don't want to say he's president, but, you know, uh, the current person in charge that's been appointed. Mm, the resident. It, yeah, yeah the, the resident, the appointee, uh, as it may be. You know, they might sit there and say, oh, that's not Christian. I'm a Catholic or I'm this and I'm that. Yeah. But you got to ask yourself, besides the staged photo op, when was the last time you saw them pick up a Bible, say a prayer, uh, go to church, anything? If you haven't, then they are, as the, in the biker world would say, a poser. They're phony, and that's all there is to it. Oh, you hear you hear Biden talk about his 
Catholicism all the time. And then he does exactly the, the opposite, opposite of what the religion purports to. I mean, right. he, he says he's pro-choice and that's against the tenets of the Catholic faith. Well, they they make shouldn't be abortion. Yeah, the abortion is an issue that shouldn't be. But you know, actually, the Republicans have addressed abortion, and there are instances where yes, women have the rights to their body. Uh, it's it, what we're really boiling it down to. It's not birth control, ladies. That's all there is to it. You can't sit there Look, nine the, months in. The issue right now is that it's not a federal decision to be made. It shouldn't be something which is governed by federal laws. It should be governed no. by state laws. That's all that's going on right now with the elimination of the Roe versus Wade decision. It goes yeah. back to the states. But if they if they don't take it under a federal thing, well, we got to have a federal government that can be in your life and dictate everything because look at all the good we can do well, for you. Well, that's what they want. They want one government, one world government. They, they don't want a two-party system. They want to see the Republican Party removed. For many, you know, I mean that that's what really amazes me. Guys like McConnell and McCarthy, they haven't got the gonads to stand up and really wave the flag for the Republican Party. Do you see them out there doing special stuff for uh, like Dr. Oz or or the candidates down in Arizona? No. No. As a matter of fact, they withdrew eight million dollars worth of campaign funds from uh, the Republican candidate for senator, I believe. I guess his name is Blake in Arizona. They were, mm -hmm. they took it back. They just took it back. Mitch McConnell took it back and made his his candidacy weaker. And anybody in the DNC, let me tell you something right now, mm -hmm. and I'm sure I speak for a lot of people, the reason that I will not give one damn dime to the D or the RNC, I should say, not the DNC, but it, it goes the same for them, is because they might sit there and say, hey, Ron needs your help. Yeah. Trump needs your help. Yeah. Uh, you know, Abbott needs your help. And they and it's a nice thing. You read at the bottom, it goes to the RNC. Yeah. And they choose who the money goes to. It's not me choosing. They're lying to me. So I want rid of these lying bastards. Well, let me tell you something, the Republican too. and Democrat Party. I, I, I gave some money to the Trump. I thought it was to Trump. Uh, and when he lost the election, because I thought he should challenge it. I thought he should do all the legal things that you had to do to, uh, you know, to, to see where it'll go, to see whether maybe mm -hmm. he had a, an avenue or some. And I gave a few bucks and I have been inundated with text messages from the RNC. Every most, day. Most of the time they send me a text uh, pretending to be the president, you know, President Trump. Hi, this is President Trump. I really need your help today because well, I have a special thing going on right now and I could use your, I, I'm, I can't tell you how many text messages I've got. And I, I block them. They you have, know, that, that is actually they a have thing. ways around it. Yeah. That's a question to ask a candidate. You know, do you believe in the party you're in that the money, when they say it's going to you, goes to you? Or are they lying through their teeth? That would tell you something right there about the politician. Oh, of course I do. Now, Democrats, they're being they're being helped. You know, it's interesting, though. You know, from all the miscues, screw-ups, uh, misspeaks, misquotes, and F-ups, mm -hmm. out of all the ashes uh, comes uh, this news that despite 
all the negativity that's going out there on out there, both Biden and Fetterman are significantly up in the polls. And even uh, the guy for governor is um, in uh, Pennsylvania. The, Shapiro. The yeah. Uh, you know, the Democrat well, is it's, winning it's, there, too. It, it can't. It doesn't make any sense. And I believe it's just a signal that they still got the system rigged because Fetterman is a babbling doofus. Okay. As, let me, let me give you a little bit of John Fetterman. All right. Listen, listen all very right. carefully. One of you, you didn't have a doctor in your life making fun of it, making light of it or telling you that you're not fit to be served. Yeah, can you describe uh, a stroke and what you know what's happened? You've, so I, I use the example. So pretend I was I want to go to Wegmans. It's such the most important race for the Senate here for 22. We have to replace Pat Toomey. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Senator Toomey was not very nice to me. He, Pat Toomey is a miracle. He had a chance, he had a chance to match me up again. Abortion is the ballot. Now, in November. So NBC went on and said it was a doctored tape. And all that was was a compilation of his, like, three speeches, bits from three speeches. It wasn't a doctored. They didn't make him sound like he was having problems. He was having he problems, okay? And if you listen yeah. to him for any, any length of time, the guy, he had a stroke. So, and, and God, you hope he... As a full well, I wish him well on that aspect. I wish him well. But I don't wish him well in his senatorial candidacy because he's going to screw up this state. He wants to release prisoners. He wants to release criminals. I'm not talking about, like, people who shouldn't be in there, you know, jaywalking. I'm talking about people who were sent up for murder. He wants well, to I got a question. You know, if he's not fit, if you if you're suffering from a stroke, now he's got that tumor in the back of his neck, yeah, which is stroke related or something related that's causing a problem. So this guy right now, somebody needs to say he needs to have a physical and and get Dr. Oz to get a physical too. Get them both a physical and if they are deemed unfit, they can't, I believe. You know, if you know that they're unfit, they can't be a candidate. Because this guy, he's an endangerment not only to the public, but to himself. But he sits there with that. And keep in mind, folks, if you see him with the tattoos on the right arm and the left arm, and the left arm, I think it is, yeah. is one of the arms, that has the 15104, that's a zip code for Braddock, where he, he got it because he won in a three-way race with Democrats, and he won, so he, you know, I guess he got the tattoo. Let me tell you something. Since he's taken over, nothing good has happened to Braddock. It, lo it still looks like bombed they, out Beirut. They have more murders in Braddock than they have in Honduras. Yes. And, yeah, crime rate's up. Uh, population is down. 
There is no economic hope for them. So that is the number of a loser. So just remember mm. that 15104 could be you in Pennsylvania next if Fetterman gets in because he has not a clue. He has no plan. He's just sitting out there well, and he's looking he's for a, a babbling idiot. He's looking for a job. His first full-time good-paying job was as lieutenant governor when he was in his 50s. That was his first real good job because the mayor of Braddock, I mean, he got a pittance for being the mayor of Braddock, so he was living off the uh, charity of his parents. He was living, essentially, his mom and his dad were sending him a check every week to keep his household running. And this is the guy you want to send as a senator from Pennsylvania? Is this the best Pennsylvania has got? John Fetterman? If you are, and I drive down the street, down the road, and every so often I'll see a Fetterman, a Fetterman sign on someone's front lawn, and I'll think, what kind of doofus lives in that house? I mean, all you have to do, forget party affiliations, is look at his platform. What does he mm -hmm. want for the state? Is it going to be good for your family? We got so much to talk about today. I could go on and on. The only only reason why I'm I'm going to move away from that is because you could take up a whole show talking right. about John Fetterman. But there's another thing that we should talk about, and it kind of relates. It's what happened yesterday in Martha's Vineyard. Ron DeSantis, he flew a bunch of people in, fifty of them, to Martha's Vineyard, and the liberals on Martha's Vineyard went absolutely ape blank. Okay, too bad. Oh, they went nuts. And um, I have, I have the uh, homeless shelter coordinator. Her name is. Uh, her name is. Uh, don't go away. I have it here. Castro Barry Elephant. No, I'm. And no, Lisa Bell Castro. Well, Lisa Bell Castro seems like a nice lady, but, and she was doing her best to explain what they're doing. And by the way, I wish somebody would teach this new uh, generation of broadcasters when you're doing. Uh, a report, if you're getting an interview from somebody, stick the microphone in the person's face so we can hear them. You don't just be in the same general vicinity, okay? When I was a young guy in the biz, they would say, if you're going to do an interview with somebody, you hold the microphone right up against them. But see, if you can't understand them, it leaves it open for reinterpretation of what they said. <laughs> it's not the truth. Yeah, there got, you go. I got two cuts. Now, you have to listen very carefully. This is Lisa Bel Castro. She's the uh, homeless shelter coordinator. She kind of melts down about the 50, 50 people who have arrived with great fanfare to Martha's Vineyard. Now, you have to understand something, folks, that every hour on the hour, a ferry boat arrives in Martha's Vineyard and probably dumps uh, 200, 300 people off the ferry boat every day into Martha's Vineyard, and they don't have any problems with that, okay? They get thirty, they get a whole bunch of people arriving every hour on the hour in Martha's Vineyard. Tourists, they call them, but these were unwelcome tourists. Now, this is a liberal lady, Lisa Bel Castro, and you'll hear it, especially in the second cut. At some point in time, they have to move somewhere else, right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants, um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island, and so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. So that is our primary crisis. We have this emergency shelter set up, and it's working wonderfully. Every single person that has been here, and I really want to say this, 
every single person has come up and said, I want a job. They are not looking for a handout. Not one person has asked for a handout. Every single person is like, I need to work. I had one young man come to me and he said, can I go to the ferry now? I have to go get a job today. Okay, so she's awfully proud of the fact that these illegal people, these uh, people who came into our country uh, uninvited, the improper way, they all want a job. They all want a job. Can I go to the ferry now? I have to get a job. Yeah, they want a job. Why not give them one? I'm sure yeah. there's plenty well, of jobs there. I'm, I'm thinking domestic servants or something like that or working in a restaurant. Restaurants, there's a lot of restaurant jobs. I mean, yeah, Joe brought them here. They're yeah. here. But, you know, you're part of that but uh, that. If, did you that hear problem. what she said? She said, no, we can't keep them here. They have to leave. They have to leave, meaning oh. they're not, not leave the building, leave the island. Well, they, wait a minute. Are they not good enough for the island? Well, apparently not. She wants them to go across the water to maybe Cape Cod. That'll be fine. Send them over to Cape Cod where they can blend in with the community. You know? Is it because of their race? Well, that would be racist if that were the case, wouldn't it? Uh, but so, do, I, do they have a smell to them? Uh, uh, no. Well, she was bragging about about how they want to work. They're industrious. They just came across for an opportunity. Uh, Give them one. You got the money. You got the you got the resources. Oh, she says there. she didn't have the space. Didn't have the space. Have you seen, for example, Barack Obama's estate on Martha's Vineyard? Well, uh, is, it's is it's there, like twelve acres of empty of emptiness. Is there a lot of land there? Well, they don't have the space in El Paso, Texas right now either. Have you seen El Paso, Texas recently? A yeah, nice, I know. A nice little American city is now inundated with tents and homeless, homeless uh, you know, communities. I mean, on the main drag, there was a picture yesterday of Phoenix, Arizona. Now, I've been to Phoenix, Arizona. It's a beautiful, clean city. Not anymore. They have a homeless problem there. They got tents in the streets, and they don't know what to do. I don't know. Call me crazy. But why don't they take the homeless people off the main streets of these cities and move them to like a football field somewhere, you know, some place that can be managed? Yeah, I don't think that we should be just bringing people in willy-nilly like we are. Mm -hmm. I think that there probably is, you know, the, the Democrats like to look at old laws and old standards, and there's probably one out there that I that comes to mind that I'm not going to blurt it out there because somebody, whoa, that, there, there it is, uh, and, and open the door that you could set these people up. But the point is, is that they are doing, they're bringing them here, they're doing nothing and they're dropping them on yours and my doorstep. I'm not going to play the second cut because the quality of the first cut audio wasn't that great. And I don't want to put you through another minute and 45 seconds. But what I will do is summarize what she says at the end. One of the reporters at the end of the uh, cut with this Lisa Bel Castro says, well, what can we do? And she says, you can go out and vote and not for DeSantis. Yes, I said it, not for DeSantis. She says this, right? I'm well, thinking, I'm thinking to myself, Florida has had hundreds of illegals dumped on their doorstep. They're not a border state. They've just been dumped on, uh, on, you know, Florida. I think that, uh, Ron DeSantis did what he has an obligation to do. He's spreading the wealth and he's protecting his state. 
far be it for the federal government or, or any politician to use the federal government as a tool to attack their opponents. But uh, President Joe Biden lambasted uh, the Republican governors of Florida and Texas for sending immigrants north to Democratic states, saying that they are putting politics above the lives Amazing. of vulnerable people. Amazing. Politics above the lives of vulnerable people. Once again, Biden said politics above the lives. Uh, California Governor uh, Gavin Newsom called for the Justice Department yeah. to investigate Ron DeSantis yes. and Abbott. Arrest him. He did say arrest him. Yes, he did. Uh, Lisa Belcastro also said that uh, uh, the, these people are being used as pawns. Okay, mm -hmm. and I wanted to scream. I did scream, but she couldn't hear me. I was in my studio in Pittsburgh. But she, I if, heard you. If anybody, if anybody is using them as pawns, it's the Democratic Party. Okay, they have allowed the game to begin. They are the ones who open the border and are lying to the world about the border security. For example, final topic here. Since uh, we're here in Texas, I want to ask you about the border. Would you call the border secure? I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do is the first request we made, pass a bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're gonna have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. We also have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship for the millions of people who are here and are prepared to do what is legally required to gain citizenship. We don't have that in place because people are playing politics in a state like this and in Congress. On, By the way, you want to talk about bipartisanship on an issue that at one time was a bipartisan issue, both in terms of Republican senators and, and even presidents. As the great Washington, D.C. talk host Chris Plant would say, she's a lying Sacagawea. <laughs> Sacagawea, can you smoke that? Uh, no, I don't think so. Nah, um, she says that's secure. The border's secure. There's nothing to see here. Just well, she didn't say that move at along. first. Move along. Pardon? She didn't say that at first. She was doing the dance. Oh, and everything. she was doing it poorly, really. Yeah, she really was because she knows it's not secure. Mm -hmm. She knows she doesn't have a clue as to what she's talking about. But she did have her answer. Uh, that it took her a while to weave herself around to, we need a law. Yeah. That's just what America well, needs. We, 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 do have, laws. we do have law, and the law is that you can't come into our country illegally. I mean, that's, Well, they don't like that law, so we oh. need a new law. We need oh. more laws, okay. ones that they can use and manipulate. Okay. They, they well, can't use uh, Griff Jenkins was standing in front of uh, her home, Carmela's home, uh, yesterday when they dropped a couple of bus loads of illegals off. And uh, she, he talked to one of the illegals 
and uh, we'll listen. And Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter, we come in, yeah. free, no problem. And, and, and But it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally, that's true. And you came illegally? Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. See, we came illegally, he said proudly. <laughs> it was open, so it was free, it was but free. It's illegal to come in illegally, but See. if you want to come in illegally, legally, yes. you got to get your legalese all together here, otherwise you're screwed. So... Carmela was going through a hallway yesterday, and the press said, uh, Mr. Uh, Madam Vice President, any comments on the illegals that were dropped off in front of your home? And she looked P.O.'d, and she just kept walking and didn't say a word. But this morning, this morning, there were more guards posted right outside of her, her, her home. And she has a huge fence, by the way, in front of the observatory. That's where uh, the National Observatory is the vice president's home. And, uh, I mean, they had posted many more Secret Service agents out front. Of course, the press, having nothing else better to do, were asking questions to the Secret Service. Listen. We're just watching our uh, residents. Were you, were you notified that they were coming, that these migrants would be showing up? I have no comment. Okay, so, so here Do you know where they where they need to go from here, or are you just trying to make sure they stay away from the fence? I have no comment. Yeah, just uh, making sure they're running safe and away from our fence. All we want you to do is be... All we want you to do is be safe and away from the fence. Get away from the fence, I have no comment. <laughs> well, here's, a, here's an observation. Mm-hmm. You know, because even you said, hey, it's Kamala's house. Actually, it is not hers. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it is yours, and it's mine, and it belongs to we the people. And we choose who gets to short-term stay in that house, mm-hmm. but they don't Unless the own elections it. are rigged. I'm just saying, you know. Well, yeah, but they don't own it. So if we, as the citizens, want to send a busload of people to the residents of the uh, to the property of the house that we the people own well i think it's in our rights well they asked greg abbott who's the governor of texas uh, how many more bus loads are going to be shipped and where are you shipping them to listen what other cities are you considering sending migrants to well you know jesse it is interesting uh that they all are concerned about a few dozen or a few hundred uh, migrants come to their town, and, and we get that many per hour uh, in almost every community across the border. So we're dealing with this all the time, and I'm just helping out our local communities who uh, are, are on, located on the border and moving migrants from those locations uh, up to New York, to D.C., to Chicago, uh, and maybe some other locations coming to Places across America sometimes say. <laughs> Look at the United States as a big garden, and these illegal immigrants are fertilizer. He's just there with a rake spreading that love. It's, the a, fertilizer it's so everywhere. interesting to see the response from the left. Jeez. They are furious over 50 uh, illegals who have been dropped off in Martha's Vineyard. And like he said, we get that in the course of an hour, maybe more. Yeah, and that's a sad statement because if we're getting that many people, at some point in time, the population of the United States will be uh, 
all illegals and, and the minorities will be the actual citizens. I cannot imagine this going on for much longer, but if things don't change, at least it's going to go on for two more years. We've already had someone threw a figure out of five million people. Someone said two million, but it's in the millions, and that's too much who've got gotten into our country. Well, think about it now. You know, so by the end of his uh, his reign, he will probably have brought in you know anywhere from forty to seventy million people. Uh, that's an election. Wow. Wow. Well, they're not supposed to. They're not supposed to vote. They're giving them benefits and rights. And where is this money coming from? Mm-hmm. From us, you know. And we're going to have to pay for it. My kids are going to have to pay for this crap. So, Joe, you got to go. Kamala, you got to go. And you know what? The blue is saying, "Vote blue." No, vote red, because we're not going to allow this crap to go on anymore. And any red that wants to allow, allow it to go on, vote them out. Put a different red in. Change. Anything that seems to be mind-boggling to you, like, oh, my God, the border's open. Oh, my God, they, they've done this. Oh, my, it's the Democrats are doing it. Mm-hmm. The Democrats are causing the chaos. The cities are overrun with homeless and, and uh, drug users and, and tents and, and squalor and feces. You know, they say the smell in El Paso is gagging. I mean, this is a... Nice little American city in Texas that is now being overrun, being taken over. It has gone from first world to third world. And you know, it, I'm thinking about the disease that's oh, going to follow this. God. They don't care, Bill. The left doesn't care. And by the way, going back to Martha Finger, they don't care as long as it's not in their yard. It's not next to their house. It needs to be because that's the only way that something's going to get done. At some point in time, they're going to realize, all right, we're going to have to do something because they're going to keep sending them here. And they should they should send them every day. They should well, flood they that should. island with more illegals than there are population. Okay, there. so they landed, the, what, the day before yesterday they landed? And mm-hmm. they're already off the island from what I understand. They, they were shipped... The Rhino governor in Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, he uh, had them taken off to Hanscom Air Force Base. I think it's in up near Weymouth, Massachusetts. It's not too far from the Cape, uh, Hanscom. It's up toward, it's between Boston and the Cape. And um, that's where they are right now. So they're staying in probably some empty barracks somewhere. They're getting fed. You know, three. they got three hots and a cot. Goodness knows where they're going to go. I mean, at some point, what happens to them? Okay, so we put them in a shelter. Okay, so people think, well, they're in a shelter, they're in a confined spot. But at some point, do they just let them assimilate into the community? Do they just walk out the door and don't come back? And then what happens to them? Where do they go from there? You know, I don't care what people say. The crime is going to go up. There are going to be more rapes. There are I was gonna just going to say that more murder, people are going to be hurt. It, it's going to burglaries are going to go up. They're telling you you can't have a gun to protect yourself, but you need one now more than ever. Hey, look, you know, I I can only imagine it, 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 they can get away with it in the city, but out in the rural areas, I I was looking at a lake house and I'm sitting there going, but you know, this makes me go, boy, you have these illegals out there. They're 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 trying to you know fend for themselves. And I'm out there in the woods by the lake in a house that's secluded. Nobody knows that I'm there. 
all of a sudden they can come in and I'm, you know, I'm fertilizer for the garden and they take over and it could be years before anybody really catches on. And that probably has happened already to some poor guy somewhere. It's a big country. And you know, these, these people like, you know, they're walking into private, uh, ranches and private farms along the border. I heard people say that they're walking into their homes. They're coming across the border, walking, you know, through the the fields into, and then they go into the houses, and they'll take bread and milk. People have gone home from work and found that their house has been broken into, or they've found illegals in their house when they arrived. Well, they gotta eat, so you use know. the bathroom somewhere. You know, they, they there's a farmhouse over there. We'll use their bathroom. Well, what happens if they come in your property? They're here illegally. But they come in your property, and they get hurt on your property. Well, in this environment, they'll probably say that you're liable. Well, that's exactly you, what I'm saying. You should have had a bigger fence up, or you should have had signs. And warm. signs. Yeah. Yeah. Stay uh, out. You could get hurt. What happens if some, What happens if an illegal comes into your house when you're there, and you pull a gun and shoot him dead? That's your fault. You should have not done that. I you know? think I think that I could be wrong, but I think Texas has the castle law. Yeah, well, your home they don't have it in Massachusetts. As a matter of fact, if you do it there, oh, I know. You know yeah, that that's it. As a matter of fact, somebody can break in the house, rape your wife in front of you, and if you attack them, it's you that gets to go to prison. Well, not hey, the person that raped your wife get and slit my, her throat. Get, get my cot ready because I beat the crap out of them. Or or at least try. I have I have the right attitude. I just don't have the right age. I'm a little a little too you old know, for but uh I read to you a couple of days ago about what they passed in Illinois where uh you can call the police and say there's a guy in my house they can come there and they will issue him a citation. They can't remove him with a new law that the Democrats put together in the Illinois legislature. And they approved. I think yeah, it's called the was it, it Safety Act. Yeah, yeah the Safety Safe, Act. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't you don't even have the right to defend yourself. You know, and yeah, there were, that was a loophole a long time ago where, you know, you sit there and if you're out and somebody, let's say say a gang a bunch of thugs come up and attack you. Well, you know what? Well, you you have the right to defend yourself. But there's an old saying that goes, you know, if somebody's coming to attack you, you don't want them to get up to heal their wounds and come back and get you. Yeah, right. So, so we'll just leave it at that. So, you know, you had to have a throwaway weapon. Yes. Yeah, he had that. And I'm sorry, I had to defend myself. I had but, someone say, even with the castle law of... Uh, if someone is attacking you in your property, in your home, let's say you have a fight. Yeah, they got to be in the house. Yeah, and it starts in the house and goes out of the house. They You're say if, if you if you end up uh, shooting them outside of the house, drag them back in. <laughs> that, yeah, you know, and we're not trying to tell you to do evil <laughs> things. I'm just saying, that you was, know. That was a lawyer who advised me to do that, by the way. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. To get, get a lawyer, you know, <laughs> yeah. take him out for a couple of drinks, and he'll tell you what the law really yeah. says. You know. <laughs> um, so we're in a terrible situation right now. In the meantime, Joe Biden has his parties on the White House lawn. Yesterday, 
he was uh, speaking at some function, and again, he started going after MAGA. I haven't gotten the audio of him, but I heard it, and it was vile. It was vile. It was Joe at his at his worst, screaming and talking about how bad we are, and uh, and everything is uh, no lie, no lie. And my dad used to tell me this, and oh my gosh, enough already. But he also said, uh, now mind you, Joe has never taught a day in his life. He's not a teacher. Mm-hmm. He went to, had, I think he had like a little job after college, after law school, and then he ran for election and he got it. And he's been in politics. He's been in the, I think he's been a senator for like his entire career. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. And, yeah. So, and his babysitter helped him. But here's what he said. I had no intention of running. I give you my word. I was teaching and I thought that was the best thing for me to do. I was teaching, and I thought that was the best thing for me to do. Joe has never taught a day in his life. Where is he? He's making these things up as he goes, you know. Uh, it sounds good, so I'm just going to say it. You know, before I got into podcasting, uh-huh. uh, I was an entrepreneur. As a matter oh, of fact, wow. I I sold my yacht. Yes, I sold my villa in France. Did you? Uh, just to yeah, to buy this mic. Well, before I got into podcasting, I was an astronaut. Really? Yes, I was an astronaut. I, I went up on one of the emissions. So we landed on Venus, but we didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wouldn't either if I went to Venus. You know, <laughs> it, that planet doesn't spin like it used to. It doesn't? No, it's. Is it, it backwards? What? It goes backwards now? <laughs> it, it goes real slow. <laughs> but, you know, but it does. So I don't know where this is going to go. I think you're going to hear more people this weekend. Pay attention on the talk shows. You're going to see them complaining about dropping off 50 migrants on Martha's Vineyard and how terrible this thing was and how we're, we're, we're falling apart as a nation. Understand, friends, it started with them, and it started with them taking the border down and allowing everybody to come in. So just remember who started this game. 50 people, like Governor Abbott said, it's nothing. We get that in a day. Mm-hmm. This is going to work. They're is- rewriting stories in the narrative, and you're going to hear about Trump and the Mar-a-Lago and the January 6th. All of that this weekend, they're going to they're gonna come out, and uh, the DOJ is going to come out and say, well, we found this new evidence about January 6th because we got all these telephones. Uh, you don't have anything. There was nothing there. You're going to fabricate something and, you know, assume. And you know what happens, uh, folks, when you assume? Yes, it's the ass. You You make an ass out out of you and me. me. Yes. Uh Thank you very much. I never watched The View, but I think it would be interesting to watch it today because you know the, the cast of characters on that show are going to be talking about how terrible it was that those people were dropped off on Martha's Vineyard. You know, and they... They literally had a, they had a chance to, uh, you know, they could have had, it was an opportunity for the left. They could have shown the world how loving they were and how welcoming they were. They could have set up some tents on Spike Lee's front lawn or, or Oprah's uh, summer cottage or, or Barack Obama's huge lawn. They could have welcomed them. They could have given them food and, and made them part of the party or something. But no, no, they shipped them off to Hanscom. Air Force. Well, here's an idea because the you know the party of blue is the uh-huh. compassionate party. 
So maybe what they should do is embrace all these illegals. Yes. And each person that votes blue, invite them into their house. That is a meal. great idea. Share your love, share your place with them, and yes. share the food. Teach us people in the red how loving and kind yes. you are. Give me an example of your love and generosity. I need to see this yes. to learn from, and you've brought the people in to do this with. Every, Teach me. Every leftist. Noble Blue. It should be a promotion. Every leftist, welcome one illegal into your home and give them a start where you live, right there Absolutely. in your house. Uh, not two. You don't need three. Just one. And, and give up your bed and let them have it. You sleep on the couch. <laughs> That's love. <laughs> I want to see love. Come on, Blue. I want to see it. You will see complaining and whining all weekend. I guarantee you. That's going to happen. No. Yep. No, no, not from the blue. It's going to happen. Oh, um, no generosity. You see where a judge, my heart. a judge in New York City ruled that uh, the NYPD can't fire a cop who refused to receive the experimental COVID-19 shot. That's a big deal. That's mm. going to affect a lot, of, a lot of people in New York who were fired or uh, removed because they wouldn't get the jab. Do they get their back pay I with interest? I would think. It and would the make bills that they haven't been able to pay, do they get debt forgiveness on that? Or at least, you know, they fix their credit scores? Because when you talk about the financial damage that they've done to these people, mm -hmm. let alone the emotional damage, I think, again, the people that uh, created this mm -hmm. should give up some of their income and show their generosity to help these people that were wrongfully you know, <laughs> well, hurt. Uh, I think th the other side will probably appeal because they always do. Although it didn't help uh, when it came to the special master. You see where they denied the Department of Justice. Uh, they com The DOJ complained that there was going to be a special master and that the special master would have a chance to decide what the FBI and the DOJ could look at and what they couldn't. And uh, But the judge said, uh, we need a special master. So... They, they're upset, and but they and got now they're calling Judge Collins a hack, and that she's stupid. That yeah, but they also are calling this uh, special master Deary. Uh, they're not too happy with him either. He was a FISA court judge, from what I understand, and he actually ruled against something that Trump was in favor of at some point during his his uh, administration, but. The judge then found out later on that the DOJ had lied to him, and he wasn't what? happy. The DOJ it, lied? It, it had lied to him, yep. My goodness. I, I can't believe that uh, the FBI or the DOJ I know, I know. would I, fabricate a story. What, what would Efren Zimbalist Jr. think? Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, we were talking about the vaccine and the people being reinstated in New York. Uh, you know, the people talk about the side effects of these vaccines and they're worried about things like myocarditis, you know, which is an inflammation infection of the heart. And it's, it's a serious thing, folks. And they're kind of relating the vaccine to that myocarditis, which kind of scares me because, you know, I was one of these guys that got the first two. I didn't get the whole package, you know, the whole package now is like four and once every year, but I've had the first two. New York Presbyterian Hospital has put together a PSA, and they're airing it on their YouTube site. And I think they're also putting it on some of the commercial stations uh, in New York City. Listen. I've been 
into fashion since I can remember. But one day, I had a stomach ache so bad, I didn't want to do anything. The team at New York Presbyterian said it was actually my heart. It was severely swollen, something called myocarditis. But doctors gave me medicines and used machines to control my heartbeat. They saved me. So now I can become the next great fashion designer. My first reaction when I saw this was, are you kidding me? They're saying that the vaccinations are great and you still should get them. They're still saying get your get your vaccination. Right. But on the other hand, they're saying, uh, watch this commercial about myocarditis. It's uh, something that you might get if you get the vaccination. Yeah. And, you know, they want to make it mandatory and they want the people that uh, are non-vaxxers to be cast out like lepers. And oh, yeah. the non-vaxxers are the people that, you know, they stood, they stood true to their feelings, and they're the healthy ones now in society. And I'm not laughing at that because this was the biggest hoodwink job that there ever was, and the government got what they wanted. They shut down, and they put us on a leash, mm-hmm. and Bill Gates got richer. He sure did. And, you know, he needs the money. Yeah, he does. He does. He really does. Give to the Gates Fund. Uh, he has, I think he has a GoFundMe, doesn't he, uh, Bill Gates? Yeah. yeah, really, because, you know, if he had enough money, he would be able to single-handedly yes. help the homeless, but he doesn't have it. Because so uh, you know it's in his heart to help people. Yes. So uh, they're running TV commercials for myoc- myocarditis, which makes, of course, everybody who got the vaccination feel really comfortable, you know. It's like, Absolutely. Oh, say what? Myocarditis? What what are the problems does this vaccine cause that we don't know about? You know, you hear about these young, healthy athletes. We talked about this yesterday. Seventeen years old, twenty four years old. They they come off practice, and they, these people are are young specimens. And all of a sudden, they collapse. They fall over. Mm-hmm. Or you, you see in Europe uh, some soccer players, and they're running up and down the field, and all of a sudden. One of them grabs his chest and falls down. And they never really say it was the vaccine. They say, oh, it was an unknown cause. But then you find out later on that he was fully vaccinated. Yeah, and if he had myocarditis, which sounds like AFib to me. Your heartbeat is irregular? Yep. That's AFib. When it goes into a bad rhythm, it can take you out. And Just like that. And yeah. yeah, because, you know, the you know I'm not a doctor, but it's something. But you play one on TV, right? Yes, I do. I play one on the radio right now. <laughs> Uh, but it's the electronic signals that that heart gets to do what it's supposed to do. And uh, it's not getting the right signals. So it either, you know, start racing or it can do whatever. And then you have medications and all these beta blockers and everything to bring it into line. Mm-hmm. And then along comes the COVID vaccine that interferes with it. Yeah, that's uh, real brilliant. There, and by the part. way, Fauci is still promoting the vaccine. He's still saying, get it. He still says you should have it. Every year, like clockwork. We were talking about Bill Gates. Well, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, his uh, Mm. cohort, who owns Facebook, Facebook has been spying on the private messages and data of American users and reporting them to the FBI if they express anti-government or anti-authority sentiments, or if they question the 2020 election, according to sources within the Department of Justice. Now, think about that for a second. You're on Facebook, and you send a private message to to me, okay? Right. And in the private message, the PM 
you say, boy, that uh, 2020 election was uh, really fixed. And I don't, I don't think it was legitimate. And I think the guys in office right now shouldn't be there because they stole it. And you're just sending it as my opinion, opinion to you. Okay. Well, Facebook would intercept that and then they would tag it, flag it and send it off to the FBI. Now, and it's probably a computer algorithm that does it. They don't sure. have the manpower to do it, but they do that. And now you have become a mega enemy of the state. Yes, you have. You could win an all-expense-paid trip to the D.C. Gitmo. <laughs> Guantanamo. Yes, you're the next contestant on Screw You America. <laughs> yes. Oh, gee. So... I don't know where that's going to go, but that is something that really opened my eyes. I mean, you think that when it says, like, private message, PM me, you know, how many times have you said, hey, look at, uh, we'll talk about, about that offline. Why don't you PM me, right? And, of course, you PM thinking that it's private message, and the people at Facebook are sending them off to the FBI. Yeah, nice guys, really nice guys. The person who put that together, Miranda Devine, she couldn't have done that story without whistleblowers. That comes from whistleblowers within the FBI. That's where she got her information. So, and there are some good people in the FBI who know, oh man, this place is going to heck in a handbasket, a handbasket, and we got to fix it. Well, yeah, but here's the question. Can we fix it or are we too deep in the quicksand? Mm. Well, I, I no, I think we can fix it. I think, we, we've done amazing things in this country. I, I even yeah, that's, a, listen, that's a big overhaul. I think that we could even fix the border situation. I'm optimistic there. I think that, you know. What do we do with the illegals? How do we find all the illegals? Or do we sit there and say, okay, we have to accept this number? That won't be hard. They wouldn't be hard. If you want to, in all honesty, if you wanted to deport them back to their own country, I would imagine the communities that have had illegals sent to them could round them up. Now that may sound heartless. It's not heartless. I mean, it, it, right now we're living in a world where we don't know whether these people are, are here to do us harm. I mean, do you know whether these people are going to be the next terrorist? I mean, you hear them say, Oh, they came. He just wants to find work. That was the person maybe who got off that airplane, uh, in Martha's vineyard. But how about the the 12 that jumped the wall in camouflage a couple of days ago and ran like heck into the uh, the wilderness and got away. They had knapsacks on their back, and they looked like paramilitary, and they were gone. They literally evaded the authorities. We, we got video of that, by the way. We got video of them doing this, but they got away. Yeah. How, how about them? What are they carrying in those bags? Well, we'll probably find out, you know, on before the election, on or before the election, or shortly thereafter. You think there'll uh, be a major uh, incident? If I'm a betting man, yeah. which I'm not, but if I were going to bet, I would bet on total hell breaking loose some way, somehow. Going back to the Hugh Hewitt thing that we talked about, yep. Trump is absolutely right. Like I've said, they have turned this guy, they have vilified him so much, and he's... You know, it's like he's got a Teflon suit, and he still comes out. Yeah, yeah, he sits there and attacks uh, the left, but he's still, for the most part, the same Donald Trump, same demeanor. Mm -hmm. And this guy, you know, is is pretty tough. Now, you look at Lindell, great guy, 
You know, I mean, the, uh, he took to social media yesterday to say, yeah, I got stopped. And they gave me when, uh, when they were done, this federal thing that says, yeah. don't <laughs> tell anyone. He goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, uh, don't tell I'm anybody. not telling you about this. Yeah. And then, you know, he was, uh, he was again on social media, uh, last night and he was sitting there going, now this, I would say, Mike, uh, good luck with this one. Can you imagine they stopped the guy? They took his phone. They surrounded his car. They threatened him, essentially. And then mm -hmm. they say, don't tell anybody. <laughs> well, he read the thing, and it says, don't tell anyone, although we can't tell you not to tell anyone, but blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. you know, so it kind of was a quasi-threat. He goes, so, and he goes, and if you are going to tell somebody, you have to notify them. So he said, I went and got on my podcast, you know, on his network or whatever is the television show. And he goes, and he called out the guy's name mm -hmm. and sat there and said, Mr. So-and-so just want to let you know here right now on live TV, uh, I I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and <laughs> talk about this and, and tell on it. Yeah. So he did it, you know, and, uh, but then he also followed that up with, by the way, I'm going to sue the DOJ and the federal government. And I would say good luck with that because I know uh, it's an exercise in frustration, but at least it'll make him feel better and he has a right to do it. So go ahead. Before yeah. we end today's program, this is interesting on broadcast television alone, the Emmy awards from a couple of days ago, the show took Toilet. a nosedive 42% from the previous year's key demo ratings, 42%. Uh, uh, it says it's overall viewership declined 25% from 2021. And uh, those uh, 73rd Emmy Awards, which aired on Sunday, September 19th, drew a 1.9 rating in the key demo and 7.9 million total viewers on CBS, according to Nielsen. I looked at the winners, the list of winners. I didn't know well, hardly any of them. I was thought, Stephen Colbert this? on there? Because there's a news thing going, well, you know, I'm, I'm recording the show. That's why I'm at my desk. Because I'm either coming back from the Emmys, a happy man, or I'm coming back a real happy man because we won an Emmy. And then he went into his attack on Donald Trump, January 6th and everything. And I'm going, and there you go, go friends. That is why the Emmys have ratings that suck because. Well, and not only that, but, but, you know, I think we've talked about this. The three major networks, Fallon, Kimmel, and Colbert, uh, combined have fewer viewers than Gutfeld on Fox now. And, and Fox has a much smaller budget for their their late night program. They're on 11 to midnight and it's gut filled and a handful of uh, regulars and they're, they're laughing and having a good old time, but that's the key. The key is they're, they're kind of really laughing. They're really, you know, they're really using humor like the old days and it's, it's funny stuff. Whereas when you go over to uh, Colbert, it's political. You go to Kimmel, it's political and Fallon it's political. It's not funny anymore. Well, Fallon, he was a funny guy. He can be a funny guy, but you know what? He's got his old vice to fall back on. So if his ratings go in the tank, he can uh, get drunk and be angry again because that's what he, he's got a problem with that. So there you go, Jimmy. You got a fallback. The other guys, I don't know what their fallback is. We may be back again this weekend based upon what's happening in the news. Uh, so kind of check in. Uh, we may do a, a longer segment uh, maybe tomorrow or, or Sunday. Well, if I was a betting man, I'd say there's a damn good chance of that. Yep. And uh, listen, uh, 
Uh, otherwise, we're going to say Auf Wiedersehen, Das Wiedersehen, Arrivederci, Au Revoir, and all those other funny words. Uh, Wiedersehen. I dated yeah. her once. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, I really did. If you want to call us, our number is 833-583-6060. You'll get an answering machine, but you can leave a message. And, and just be nice. Yeah, be nice because uh, we, we don't like those we, negative we're, vibes. We're very touchy. You know, we... We get hurt. Well, I'm not touchy, Philly. Maybe speak for yourself. <laughs> I just don't like the negative vibes, hey, man. man. But I do like the emails, man. You know, like mail uh-huh. at itsanotherday.com. Is that M A L E or M A I L? M A I L. Thank you. Okay. Well, listen, have a very nice weekend. Enjoy yourself, whatever you're doing. Again, I will definitely talk to you over the weekend. And until then, uh, I guess that about wraps it up, right? Adios. Take care, Bill. See you.